0: What's up, everybody? I'm back. It's been a hell of a long time since I uh, since I've sat before the microphone. I've got to adjust myself here. I'm not even prepared, even though I'm prepared. Um, how's everybody doing out there? It's me. It's your old pal Fritz. I didn't disappear. I didn't die. I didn't get blipped. Uh, I, I didn't get uh uh scooped up by the authorities or anything i'm here i'm back but as you can see things are a little bit different like my big nerdy background with funko pops and all this stuff crammed uh in isn't there anymore it's not there anymore and uh, the reason it's not there anymore uh is because uh about two months ago well a little a little more than that uh back in february i had started uh uh, talking with uh, the realtor that sold me in, in my house um, Five years ago uh, at, at my old house This is a story, this is a journey Buckle up, we're going to take a ride um, I started talking with my realtor back in February uh, And he was the same realtor that sold me into the house that I was living in at that time uh, About five years ago And so he's he's a guy that I trust He's a guy that, that work. We work well with him. Um, he didn't do us wrong the first time, and we felt like he wasn't going to do us wrong this time. And um, so we talked with him for a little bit because if you, I don't know if you've been following the housing market at all, but the housing market's pretty fucking crazy right now. Um, it's insane, and it's insane to the tune of houses going for way more than they should um uh, a very vol- volatile market uh some people like my buddy uh clint from Liberty lockdown shout out to you my friend uh he used to work the business and and some of them are saying it echoes uh two thousand eight setups uh and it very well may it very very well may be in that uh in that category but but just for an example or or just to give you some perspective um when we called my realtor up, I knew the, I knew how the market was acting. And I called him up more so like window shopping. You know, kind of like, you know, you're bored, you go on Amazon, you're like, I'm going to buy, I would buy up all this crap. You put it in a wish list, you end up not buying it though. Or you, you go to a store, you walk through, you look at a bunch of stuff, but you don't end up buying because, you know, you can't afford it. Uh, or, or any, any other, uh, you know, of reasons you're just bored and wasting time and daydreaming about things well when we brought him over uh he crunched the numbers and he showed me the number for what my house would go for on the market and i was i i, I almost laughed at the number that he showed me i said i was like no way you are kidding me nobody's gonna want to buy this house for that amount of money um just no way. And he basically said, you know, haha, my friend, that's not how these markets. It's not how this market works. This market is what it is. And you have a golden opportunity here to get yourself out of your house. And I might be able to get you into something better than what you have. Uh, Even in this crazy market, I'll be able to help you uh, not get screwed over. So You know at that point I was like if that's the number If somebody wants to buy this house For that price and I'm doing it as is If somebody wants to buy for that price Let them have it Let them have it And he said let's pump the brakes Let's slow down Let's figure out what we'll get you into um, So that we can make this transition As easy and smooth as possible Now there's a caveat to that line about it being smooth as possible i'll get to it in a minute though uh so the very next day that that night he said i have a client i'd like that would like to walk through your house we weren't listed yet we're not on the market yet basically is what they call pocket listing it's they know they have a potential sale they have a client that has potential interest they kind of, you know, give them, you know, give them a grand tour, you know, before things go on the market and give them the opportunity to throw an offer out there uh, before, you know, it becomes a, a you know, a gambling deal, uh, which in this market, by the way, it's a gambling deal for damn sure. So that night he said, I have a client who wants to walk through. We were like, give us to, you know, give us two, three days to get cleaned up because that house was cramped. It was a three bedroom rancher. Uh three-bedroom rancher i've got five dogs three cats a one and a half year old my wife and i and i collect junk i collect funko pops i have a ton of lego sets uh and you know we just we didn't have space in that house and so he said give us a couple days to clean it up we'll get it cleaned up your client we'll get the dogs out we'll go out and about or whatever and your clients can walk through uh the only thing they're gonna have to worry about is the cats and uh and so we had that cleared out so 2 days later he has a client walk through and he calls me up after their walkthrough was done and uh he said straight up hey your house is sold i said what i said excuse me i said for how much and he showed me the, the same price that he quoted it at he said i got you they're they're willing to make this offer okay so Thus sparked the house hunt, Um, which in this market, if you're looking to buy a house, I would, I would highly recommend that you have a good team of people that aren't going to screw you and have opportunities that are going to go under the radar. Um, If I had to, if I had to impart advice, I'm not, I'm by no means an expert on this. I had a team of trusted individuals. My realtor was a trusted individual. My loan officer was the same loan officer I used to get in the house the first time uh everybody was the same team i knew everybody the only th- people i didn't know were the legal teams that were handling the paperwork that's literally all they do is handle the paperwork and the signatures and the dotting of the eyes and the crossing of the t's that's all they do so i didn't know those people i said you know what you guys are playing this game this is this is your market this is your you're making mega bank off of this stuff you figure it you figure that out and we had it set up to use the same law firm to to you know handle the closing of the sale of our house and the purchase of our new house. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Searching for houses was insane um, because houses go on the market and within hours or mere, within mere hours or maybe even a day, uh, offers flood in. Offers flood in, period. If you're trying to buy a house, you're probably going to get in depending on locations price and uh what you might want to try to negotiate it's not a good negotiator it's not a good negotiators market for buyers right now cuz it's a sellers market um it it it's insane i was touring houses that were you know that my realtor was like yeah this house has uh, an offer in already uh, I know you can beat that offer, so we're gonna offer at this if you decide to go with this route. And we're doing this walking through five different houses. And mind you, this was the first time we've ever ever walked through houses where people were still actively living in their houses. A lot of time th- like I remember house hunting the first go around five, six years ago. Uh, and I was walking through houses that had been, you know, vacated. These were people who had, uh, bought a new property and were trying to sell their previous property. They were not tenants or living in the properties that I was walking through. I walked through a dozen properties of people who were still living in those houses. Uh, they just had to step out, you know, from different time frames during the day as people were coming in and checking out their houses. And it's so it's so awkward I felt awkward having somebody walk through my house uh with all my stuff you know in place the only peace of mind I had in that is that I have security cameras because of my job because of you know call it my paranoia or whatever I had security cameras so I could watch the whole time um so that was a little bit of a peace of mind, but a lot of the people's houses I was walking through didn't have security cameras, and their stuff was everywhere, I'm walking through bedrooms, I'm walking through living rooms, there's, there's stuff everywhere, these, you know, people are living here, it's crazy, and even as we were doing that, yeah, he was like, yeah, there's going to be offers, offers, offers are going to be flying off the tables for these properties, so we got to be able to move fast, and it was good, that he had a client ready to buy our property because that meant that when we started putting in offers, it wasn't going to be you know on the condition of sale of our property, which definitely don't have leverage in this kind of a market for it. So we actually found one property uh, that we had our heart set on that we found, he didn't even find it, and we walked through and we were top, we were top offer. Um, price wise, but we wanted things addressed and they rejected our offer because that's, that's the breaks in the seller's market. They can say, well, we have a dozen offers and even though yours is the best, uh, flat dollar, uh, we're not going to address this, that, or the third thing. So no, we'll go with an offer that's, you know, 10 K 5 K cheaper uh, because it's still over what it would normally be, and it's insanity. So we lost that first house, and we got we were pretty uh, in our feels about that uh, because we had really researched that property. We really liked that property. We walked through, and it was almost like we had fallen in love with that property. Uh, but it fell through, so we were kind of devastated on that and discouraged. Uh, but you know, my realtor said, "Don't worry." I'm going to start drumming up options, and we'll go check them out. You know, he, we gave him our checklist of things. Let me tell you what my checklist of things were, uh, because I lived in a crowded neighborhood that uh, I hated. I hated everybody. That p- people were driving through my neighborhood constantly as a throughfare from one major highway over here to get to the other major highway and back and forth. So cars constantly driving through my neighborhood of people who don't even live there. Uh, which just annoys me. It annoys the hell out of me. Maybe I'm an old man at heart. I have no idea, but I hated it. And the houses are on top of each other. The, the lots were small. At the time I bought that house, I thought, man, this is a big yard. <laughs> no, and not when you have a twit face of a next-door neighbor. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't the only reason for moving, by the way. The people that know the uh, saga of my twit face next door neighbor that wasn't the sole reason uh for moving a big part of the reason of moving was uh just the market just just the insanity that could be made um i won't go into actual numbers but five years ago i purchased my house at this at this price i sold it two weeks ago for Damn near fifty percent more than that price. Um, just insane, and that was just off of how this market is alone. That's not with any really upgrades or, or anything in that house. Everything was it was a flip when we bought it, and everything was brand new. So, uh, but I digress. Uh, I carry on a lot. If you missed the ranting, it's back. So get used to it. Uh, so he came up with all these, uh, all these other options. So one day we go out and about it. So I'm working midnight day in, in case you didn't know that I work midnights, uh, at work. So I, 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 I usually come home. I sleep between like eight thirty or nine o'clock to like three o'clock in the afternoon. So this one day I'm busting my butt up early at one thirty to shoot downstate. About an hour because I'm looking at properties that have land. I'm looking at, you know, at least one acre plots, places that are zoned agricultural, rural, so that you can do homesteading and farming. No HOAs. Nobody's on top of each other. That's what we're looking for. So we drive about an hour downstate to check out. Um, we checked out. It was like a it was like a merry go round that day. I think it was five properties that we had earmarked to check out and we go through these uh five properties so as my wife and i are going through the first four uh with our realtor uh who i'll I'll say his name desi rivera if you're in the delaware pennsylvania not maryland i don't think but uh if you're in my area of the woods um absolutely love desi rivera and the rivera ds team uh the the greatest people that i've ever worked with in the in in the home buying and selling process uh, i cannot express my humble gratitude to them enough um for this amazing uh house that i'm in now uh but uh we went through four houses and my wife and I are talking and we're we're, we're trying to weigh the options because we know we gotta act fast but we also know that we don't wanna act too fast you know we want to be sure that what we're stepping into is going to be something that we're comfortable in for the next for the long haul for the next 15 plus years um because that's what we're that you know that's what we were looking for and as we're going through and we're weighing the pros and the cons of these you know different properties we knew we had the fifth property uh on 1.5 acres and we pretty much like we, we felt from the pictures that that was the property that we were going to, you know, be moving to go to go on. We were like, you know, that that's the property, that's the one we're going to go with. Um, and then we toured it after touring these other four houses and you know, we were we were pretty set after after touring it. We were like, "You know what? This is this is the place. This is the place that we should put in for. It's got everything that we want. It's got a big fenced in um, portion of a backyard. It's got 1.5 acres. So it's plenty of space to do homesteading, um, farming, raising you know chickens and maybe goats and stuff. You know, small scale stuff. So we're like, yeah, we tell our realtor, hey, you know, I, I know we went through the other four, but this is this is the one. This is the one that we should put the offer in. And he says, Desi looks at us and says, "Don't don't fall in love yet. Can I take you one more place?" Uh, at this point, this was back in february so it's like six o'clock at night and it's starting to get dark out it's starting to get pitch dark out because we're out in um you know a more rural part of of the state and uh so at that point we were like well you know it doesn't hurt yeah yeah you know take us to the prop take us to the property that you want to show us so we drive about 10 minutes 15 minutes from the spot that we're at through all these back roads We're passing farms um, We're on back roads that are 50 miles an hour There's no traffic lights There's barely any stop signs We're rolling I'm like He's really taking us out to the sticks Like my goodness um, And we pull into this neighborhood um, If you can call it that It is a neighborhood But you know, it's a neighborhood in the sense that Everybody has about an acre or so of land uh, in, in the neighborhood uh but it's pitch dark there's no street lights there's nothing he ends up driving past the house actually we did a UE and we come into the driveway of the house and we walk up and as we're walking up I'm, fa- I'm looking at this place and I'm like wow I'm like this is like pretty and I'm dead convinced as he's walking us through the door that this is just this is out of our price range we're not going to be able to do this i don't know why we're here looking at this so uh Anyway, we walk in, his, his contractor buddy was uh, in the house doing some work, so we had the opportunity to talk with that guy um, about the work that had been done on the house and all that, and we walked through, and we were just blown away. We were blown away by this house um, when we walked through it. Not what we were expecting at all. Didn't have, like, you know, when it came to wish lists and stuff, it actually had stuff that we were like, nah, we prefer not to have that. Like a second floor and stuff, um, but we walked through the second floor of this house and walked through, and we were like, "Damn, this this place is great. This is great for the fact that we got the dogs and all that." He took us outside. It was like I said, it was pitch dark, but we had flashlights, and he showed us the property lines. It was nice, big, wide open property um, with a fenced-in area already that that could be for the dogs, you know uh you know a place that's on well water and septic and all that you know really really out in the sticks <laughs> really out in the sticks but uh we were blown away we were blown away and and so we come inside and we start discussing i said did you just show me this for funsies or whatever because i you know like this is obviously out of our price range and he goes oh no he goes I, i'll make this work i said for real he goes it's not on the market yet um you know, they're thinking about doing an open house, but I I know the I know the seller. He's he's a good friend of mine. Let me talk to him. Um I'll make this work if this is what you want. And so we said, "Okay, yes. Do it." And thus that you think it's over. You think it's over right there. It's not over. <laughs> it's not over in the in the slightest. It's not over. Uh, because this is like two months ago. Uh, so, he does his magic. We get our offer in. And our offer is accepted. Uh, things are worked out with the uh, with the buyers of our place. Uh, but some work needs to be done. But it's being covered. Uh, you know. And then we go through... We go through all the other cavalcade stuff. That you have to go through inspection, home inspections, uh, termite inspections, uh, uh, all the other inspections that you can think of for here. You know, and involved a septic inspection, a water test for the well, and all that jazz. And this is why I went on hiatus because at this point, I'm boxing up my house. My my office became a a collection of boxes. It was boxes everywhere, wall to wall. Floor to ceiling, everything, and I'm packing up stuff and I'm still going to work. I'm not able to get time off. I'm trying to, you know, be involved with the loan process of things getting approved and signing things left and right and aggravation after aggravation as well. Just part of the home buying and selling process. We had snags, uh, things that, you know, can make you pull your hair out. If you're new here, you you know, and you think I pulled my hair out, I didn't. I've, this has been me for the past, I don't know, seven years or better. I shaved my head, uh, but mind-numbing. And there was there was times where I was just convinced that, uh, you know, I, I was like, this isn't gonna happen. Uh, I don't know why we got our hopes up. Uh, the, the the markets, you know, crazy. We're not gonna be able to afford it. None of that crap. That's because I'm a pessimist, but. Everything worked out in the end. Everything worked out in the end. Uh, including having to really crunch the last... Uh, at the at the very end of uh, April there... To get all the house packed up. Moved over here with very, very limited help. Uh, four dogs, three cats. A one and a half year old. And myself and my wife who drove each other freaking nuts... <laughs> and uh, She wanted to kill me At times I'm pretty sure I wanted to kill her At times You know It it, it happens um, It happens Despite the stress The frustrations and all that We're at this amazing house now And I just want to show you Some pictures Nothing that gives it away But like you know the, This is just some of the cool stuff Like ooh This is a turkey vulture That's uh, Chilling on my fence In the backyard These things are Freaking huge By the way And they're ugly as fuck uh they are the ugliest bird uh, I've ever seen and they're huge and there was like 10 of them actually I don't know what died I don't know what they were going after but it was crazy crazy uh oh look at this view man look this is the view from my front yard it was raining the other day this big beautiful rainbow Uh, this, this is, I I shared this on social media and I said, I really do feel like my, my last house was just hell. I I think my wife and I came to the terms that, uh, we had a lot of stress build up in, in our family life, our relationships. Just because of how small the house was, and how much we, you know, ended up not liking it, how much it wasn't suiting our needs anymore, and our twit-faced neighbors and stuff like that too, um, that that just made it hell. And so I feel like I left the the fires of Mordor, and <laughs> here I am. This is this is beautiful. I love this picture. Oh man. Oh, look at this guy. All right, so. My wife's grandfather came over to cut our grass because the grass had not been cut in like two months, um, and it's an acre and some change of land. It's a you know it's ride you need riding mowers, <laughs> and we don't have them. So my wife's uh, grandfather came over with his riding mower and was mowing, and uh, I, I just so happened to peer out the window, and I see this dude chilling underneath my car. That's my tire to the left there, snapping turtle vicious bastards uh there's a pond just off of my my land behind the house that's where that sucker came from um he he was biggin man biggin and then this right here this is actually i'm looking at these two windows right now this is the view from my office down to just one corner side of my land the 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 back right side of my house there's an equivalent-looking left side, and then there's two quadrants in the front. It's really, it's a lot of space. It's a lot of space. But look at all that green, lush grass, man. That wide-open spaces, that roadway right there. That's the main road that comes in, and the only people that come down that road are the people that live in this neighborhood. Wow. That, it's nuts to me. It's nuts to me, but... Uh, that's the that's the recap. That's the recap of what I've been doing for the last two months. Because the last time you guys saw me, we were I, we I, it was an interview with Josh Smith, which which was a great interview, by the way. Um, I had a slew of great interviews. I, I was really rolling with uh, 2021 with guests. I had John Ziegler, uh, I had uh, uh, Larry Sharp, Josh Smith. Uh, I had other ones that I scheduled that I had to you know. Put on the back burner uh, because let me tell you, your mental health just on top. Think about it on this on these terms. This is on top of COVID, coronavirus lockdowns, government insanity. Every you know everything that's going on is going on and affecting my daily life. I'm still you know and I'm I'm at work, which is you know uh, just twice as you know wigged out under these conditions in a housing market where like you can really like the anxiety can just eat away at you. And I, I, swear, I swear to God, I swear to God I was going nuts um, at times. And I know some jackass out there is going, yeah, going nuts. You are nuts. Well, shut up. uh, But I like, I just, I knew I couldn't commit to the pod. I didn't have an office space anymore. I was packing things up. boxes were everywhere. I didn't have space. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't able to like schedule interviews because things were popping up on the fly of, you know, going to these meetings and and things like that. Um, And it was just, it was insane. It was insane. And uh, during this time, like, let me tell you something, just if you ever feel like, uh, like you need to decompress, like you need to pull away. I've scaled back on social media. I've, I've scaled back on Twitter. I've scaled back on Facebook. I've, I've, been catching up on what's going on in politics. I've been I've been following right along with everybody. I, like I haven't withdrawn completely, but I can tell you, like taking steps back from Twitter. I love you guys on Twitter. I really do. There's a lot of you that I love on Twitter. I love interacting with you. Love building relationships. Uh, I've watched many a great podcaster grow on the Twitterverse right now. Reed Coverdale, uh, uh, Clint from Liberty Lockdown dave smith promoting these guys david fight uh, uh great libertarian content creators rising up with dave smith giving them giving them rubs and here i am here i am the bum sitting out on the sidelines because i just you know i was like i need it i need a mental day i need a mental day mental month mental freaking year that's how it gets that's how it gets and scaling ba- having scaled back from from twitter a little bit you know I'm not in, I'm not in these little, you know, uh, libertarian caucus fights. Oh, oh, the the Mises caucus guys, or, you know, or these, you know, know, stupid libertarian pissing contests. Which, if I can segue for a couple minutes, let's just, you know, let's just have it out. Libertarians, it's, it's time to stand up and, and do something. Um, really push and do something. This is why I love the fact that I interviewed Angela McArdle back in December. And Angela, I think I'm going to reach out to you again and bring you back on the show uh, because we need you to be chair of, of the Libertarian Party. Because I, I'm 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 about at my boiling point with LP National. Just I'm I'm just. Almost at my boiling point, where every little press release that I see, every stupid press release, every stupid tweet becomes extremely um, aggravating. Considering the quarantine times that we're still in, considering the vaccine BS that's uh, that that's continually going on uh the the still state of lockdowns the still state of unemployment the still state of joe biden getting softballed left and right um from the media a little bit of everything but libertarians where's the fire where where is the fire where is the drive really where is it Because I see it in people like Dave Smith. I see it in people like Reed Coverdale. I see it in people like David Fight, I see it in people like Clint. I see it in Freckles and Britt. I see it in a bunch of people. I see it in a bunch of people. But it's us. It's us people. And it's not the party. And it's not the focal messaging drive point. Why aren't people taking... Brian Nichols' advice about messaging and marketing and broadening your appeal. But not only that, but just taking the opportunity of what's at hand. What, you, like, what is there to talk about politically other than what Joe Biden's doing and how, this, how the nation still is in this limbo? And it's like you hear crickets. From the Libertarian Party. So, and and that is asinying. Asinying. Where the hell are you? Where, where the hell are you? And that's not to disparage people. It's not to... Joseph Bishop Henchman never met the guy, never talked to the guy, but seems nice enough. It just... I think... Dave Smith put it best uh, in, in an interview. You know, What's the boldest thing he's done? What's the boldest thing that the Libertarian National Party has done in all of this? And you're not going to find it in that. You're going to find it in people like Angela McArdle. You're going to find it in people like Larry Sharp. You're going to find it in people that are gathering together in the Mises Caucus. You're going to find it with Joshua Smith. You're going to find it... In this grassroots. And that's why I'm for... If anybody was ever wondering... Why am I more of like a Mises Caucus type of dude... I'm for taking over this movement. I'm for being bold. Freedom lies in being bold. I believe that's Robert Frost. Quote. Freedom lies in being bold. It doesn't lie... In being complacent, it doesn't lie in being quiet, it doesn't lie in being safe, it lies in being bold, and that's what we need bold, daring, brave, not honoring. The status quo That's what we need That's what we need And I'm glad that I can jump in now And start getting ready and gearing up to get back in the fight I've missed damn near three months It sucked This is the longest stretch that I've gone Not podcasting uh, in my five years of podcasting Been doing it since the end of 2015 And most of the time I would miss you know, Maybe one week here Or one week there uh, But it's been damn near three months Three months God I miss this I did I did And I'm really looking forward to reaching out to A lot of you out there Some of you might be listening uh, and some of the other guests that I had lined up, hopefully being able to reschedule and dive right back in to everything that's been going on. I'm not going to sit here and try to go layer by layer over this shit that's happened over the last three months, because where to start, where do you even begin? Um, I, I, I don't even know that that's the problem with the world today. We move at a breakneck speed and if you're not talking about and commenting on what's going on right then when it's going on then it's that scene from Spaceballs. What happened where are we? Now, sir. We're looking at now. Everything that's happening now is happening now. So I'm not going to try to play catch up. I'm not I'm not going to try to, you know, backtrack. It's a new day. Fritz is back. That, look, the setup's a little bland. I have a blank wall behind me. I, I'm sitting at a brand new desk. Uh, I'm getting ready to get some new lighting, perhaps new recording equipment. Um, so the backdrop and things are are they're they're gonna evolve. I'm in an evolving period, but I'm in a nice, dedicated office for once. That you know, that's just it's my space to come in here and rock out. When I do these things, do interviews, you know, do cool podcast episode, break down the happenings uh, that's going on in America and the world. All right, and and you know, it's a crazy world too. Okay, you know, Elon Musk has shot Dogecoin up, you know, to, to record high levels. Which, by the way, I'm kicking myself because about two, three months ago, I dumped my free stock money from Robinhood into Dogecoin. which was like a dollar fifty worth of, you know, Dogecoin or whatever, and now my investment's at like forty eight dollars. And I contemplated, I thought, just piss a hundred dollars away. Just put a hundred dollars in it. Because those Game Stonks dudes like rock the market. What if they do it with the Dogecoin, even though it's stupid and ridiculous and silly? And here it is. I could have had a hundred dollars in there and it could be a couple thousand dollars. But, you know, that's 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 life. At least I got a new house. But <laughs> at least I got a new house. I got a new house and not at an insane price because the house that I bought never hit the market. I was in with the people selling it. And my house, selling it, never hit the market. Those people were in with the people. It, it, it was literally the smoothest thing you could ask for even though there was times where you just wanted to, you know, die. <laughs> so... Woo, parched That being said I'm not going to Go on and on and on and on I wanted to dive back in I wanted to say I'm back I'm back Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back FritzCast is back We have brand new theme um, Of the show You saw it in the intro It's It's a glitchy Dystopian Vibe, if you will uh, which I like But it's also like I'm trying It's like we're, we're Together It's a together thing It's a me and you thing Not just a me thing We're. It's like we're trying to break through The madness We're trying to get A clear signal Put forward Is that Is that cool? A little glitchy theme Clear signal Is that what that? Maybe Maybe that was lost on you I have No idea Because As I've stated I've been going nuts For the last two months But it's starting to calm down now uh, You know, if anybody's If you're wondering what I'm doing around the house I, I'm going to be throwing that in the podcast Here and there because we're, we're doing the homesteading thing we're, we're, we're getting ready to Bust out and do home farming You know, raising chickens You know, maybe getting a couple goats I have to, I have a riding mower that's coming A riding mower, me I've got to drive a riding mower I've never driven a riding mower before Never done that Never done that, never had to do that, but now I live out in the sticks, and I've got to do it, but for anybody who's asking, for the last two weeks in this house, this has been the life, this has been, like, last house wasn't home, it was a place that we lived, (laughs) it was space that we occupied, this, this is home, and it's great. It's a great attitude It's it's great feeling In here I, I look forward to the years of, of raising Emmy And any other potential future kids That come into the mix And you know just Continuing to build As my wife said It's like we're actually adults now <laughs> It's like we're actually adults Turning 32 at the end of the month But It finally starts You know it's finally starting to feel like we're adults and stuff So that reminds me i'm also upping my involvement um locally i'm getting in with the delaware mises caucus people dave versus goliath if you're out there watching my friend uh chris velrath uh, uh amy lapore my god there's so many of you guys that i can't even i can't even name name you all because my brain scrambled and i haven't been able to be actively participating but our conventions around the corner in june with spike cohen coming and everything and uh, i think master ray too we're having a liberty speaks event man it's gonna be freaking awesome i can't wait for it i'm gonna cover it right here on Fritzcast. why not because now i live even closer to where the convention stuffs are so it's cool it's really cool so uh that's gonna do it for me for this episode uh, yeah, I know. It wasn't like, you know, heavy on the politics. I know it wasn't, you know, it was like a catch up. It's like a catch up. It's like we're having a beer together, except I don't have any beer. I haven't brewed any beer because I've been busy freaking unpacking boxes. I'm still unpacking boxes, obviously. Somebody told me you never stop unpacking boxes. That might be true. I don't know. I'll let you know when I figure it out. But, uh, guys, I really do appreciate it. A lot of you reached out while I was out and said, you know, hey, where are you? Are you good? I appreciate you. I appreciate you for reaching out. I appreciate you for caring because sometimes when you're doing these programs, you know, there's days where you feel really, really high sometimes and you're like, this is awesome. This is cool. I'm doing great interviews. I'm interacting with people and all that. And then there's times where you feel really low and you're like, am I really even making a difference? Does anybody really even care? Sometimes you feel that way. But you guys really made me feel Special, You guys made me feel like That FritzCast isn't just some Junk program out there That it's a program that you guys Really do love and appreciate And That makes me Really proud And I want to do Even better uh, Than I've been doing I can always go over the next hurdle Uh, So that's that's What we're going to do That's what we're going to do so in the meantime, guys, if you're follow, if you're not following me on Twitter, it's at FritzQS. I've scaled back a little bit. I'm trying not to be on there, you know, every minute of the day and tweeting 147 tweets a day or 147 replies a day. But I'm there, all right? I'm still on the Facebook. I haven't been thanos yet. It's Facebook.com slash the FritzCast. You can reach out to me personally, FritzCastPodcast.gmail.com. It's there. I threw it out there. And uh, I haven't got the website squared away yet, but uh, that's coming soon. So, remember, I love you guys. There is no breaks no more. I'll be back next week to dive into the next big, juicy, political subject. And let's tackle it. Love you guys.